0: All right. Am I on? All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. I cannot believe we are in 2023. That is quite amazing. Um, just praying everybody had a great Christmas last week. Um, last Sunday, I hope you didn't show up here. I really meant to get over here and leave a nice little sign saying, sorry, we met yesterday if you came. <laughs> so. But I hope, you, I hope everybody stayed home and enjoyed time with family and... Um, last Sunday and um but I hope you have uh, you now have officially 358 days to get ready for next Christmas so you have plenty of warning there's no excuse right to get get going on that but uh, happy, again I would just say too happy new year I know a lot of people are watching online a bunch of people traveling a lot some people are sick this week so just keep uh, lifting them up uh as you go throughout your week um if you did not get a handout can um Let's see, Lou. Can you grab some hand handouts? Anybody not have one of these sheets? That wants one, grab one. Anybody? Raise your hand real quick. Anybody? Wow, oh, everybody got one. All right, shoot, we're good. All right. So we just came out of this Christmas season, one of my favorite seasons, um, with the theme of adore Him, which was a, I love that uh, theme. By the way. Um, If you braved last Saturday with your onesie or your pajamas, glory to you. Uh, I couldn't do it. Uh, uh, but um, And we're still cleaning up from the uh, confetti and glitter that (laughs) our friend O'Reilly gladly dispersed upon us. Uh, If you weren't here. Maybe that was, uh, you, you didn't get the glitter shows. So anyway, we'll be, as you can see, as I can see, uh, this glitter probably will be with us the rest of the year. So I'm not sure whether to say glory to God or not. But anyway, glitter, not my favorite thing. Sand, glitter, anything that I have to clean up. Anyway, all right, we'll keep going. <laughs> so now that we're mostly cleaned up from that, um, We're going into kind of this new year. I mean, we get to celebrate 2023 today. Like, today is the day. We get to celebrate transitioning. I hope maybe some people not here were waiting up to that nice uh, ball drop. But um, if you were able to stay awake, you got to celebrate. Otherwise, we get to celebrate together today, bringing in the the new year. And um, one of the ways that... uh, Julio had mentioned that we're going to be bringing in the new year is uh, for this next three weeks, I'm going to kind of share, I'm going to share a word kind of that has to do with that, but really the next three weeks will be kind of primarily focused on kind of our themes of the fast. And we're looking at Isaiah 43. If you want to kind of get ahead of the game, look, look at Isaiah 43. I encourage you to read through that uh, over the week. Um, I'm not going through it today, but uh, over the next three weeks, we'll be looking at uh, that passage uh, just in some themes that God has given us uh, as we go into this fast. And, um, you know, we've done <laughs> several New Year's fasts. And and I, I, I th- for me this year, you know, some, any time Riley brought it back up and said, hey, what do you, what are we think about the fast? You know, fasting probably isn't the, always the funnest or easiest thing to do. and And so, but we, you know, so I have to really just i don't i really have to ask the lord to help me empower me to get into that but i felt like the lord in this season it was kind of that acts passage it says you know where it says you know it was good to us and the holy spirit and we, we, that's what i felt like it was just it's good for us and for the holy spirit that we would enter into just a season of prayer and fasting to set apart really 2023 uh we don't know quite what it looks like uh, it's just funny, over the last three or four years, I'm like, okay, Lord, whatever, I don't know what it's going to look like this year, uh, but uh, we feel like we're going to go into that. And I want to I just quickly read, because something that gets me in the spirit of doing it is reading the Word, like reading the Word of the power of fasting. And I just want, if you want to ever just read about fasting, get into the spirit of it, read Isaiah 58, and I'm just going to read some of the passages in that, um, and starting in verse 5. I didn't put it up here, uh, but I just want to just listen to as I speak it. Is this a fast, sorry, is it a fast like this which I choose, a day for a man to humble himself? Is this not the fast that I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth, and righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry, and he will say, Here I am. We heard that, right? Henani. Yeah? Here I am. And and um and so it says, If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, the speaking weakness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness, your gloom will become like midday, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy the desire in your scorched places, and give strength to your bones, and you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. It keeps getting better, right? Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the old age foundations, and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which they dwell. Isn't that powerful? (laughs) I mean, I start getting a little bit more excited about fasting. I'm like, okay, yeah, Lord. Undo the bands of the yoke, let the press go free, prisoners go free. You know, watered garden. You know, I mean, I'm all. Those are all amazing aspects and promises that he declares over fasting in a season of fasting. And so, um, I kind of just wanted to encourage you. You know, obviously, Jesus. You know, even when he was led out into the wilderness, he did a complete fast. Uh, we don't not necessarily suggesting that because this is a 21 day fast. If if God has called you that, amazing, awesome, you. Make sure you're in with the Lord to do that and walk with people in that. Um, but some, something that we kind of pattern the 21-day fast after is Daniel and when he was uh, seeking the Lord and he fasted for 21 days and there was breakthrough at the end of that. And, and a lot of you have read that, and I'm not going to go through it necessarily today. Maybe they'll look at it some. Uh, but he it says in there Daniel did a partial fast where he did not, eat any tasty food, nor did meat or wine enter his mouth, nor did I use ointment all the entire three weeks were completed. So I don't, obviously I don't recommend not using good ointment and deodorant and all those good things. But, 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 but over, those 30, over those 21 days, maybe you could ask the Lord. And this is a, this is a moment between you and the Lord. This is a, a moment where Mitch is standing up here telling you what to do. This is a moment between you and the Lord. You take opportunity to spend time with the Lord and say, "Hey, Lord, what? Do, number one, how can I enter this season with the body of Christ? How can I be praying? Number one, obviously, all of us can do that. And then, as you feel led, uh, fasting. Um, obviously, some people do the kind of no meats, no sweets. You know, some people do vegetables only. Some people just restrain from eating certain things. Or, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can fast and do. So, I'm not going to try to." Push on you what to do. I just ask that you do it. And some people, you know, it's not biblical. Biblical fasting is restraining of food of some sorts. But they've kind of in this day and age, we've kind of uh, put that also into maybe fasting from entertainment or fasting from social media, things that distract us, right? And the whole reason that you fast, we fast, is to do what? Restrain ourselves from food? No. no. To really feast on the Lord. That's it's you exchange. I'm not feasting on this, I'm feasting on the Lord. I'm feasting on his goodness, I'm feasting on his ability to sustain me when maybe I've depended on a few of these other things, You know, that, that the Lord just can continue to empower. So the heart behind the, the whole fasting and is really feasting. Uh, that's the heart, feasting on his goodness, feasting on his, uh, um, on his spirit. So I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Just that's what's kind of coming up for the next three weeks. There's going to be uh, some message about that and some encouragement from our prayer teams. And we're going to be on every Wednesday. Uh, There's 12 o'clock noon prayer that we do every Wednesday. That's a little thing that you can do. But also Wednesday nights, we'll be meeting every Wednesday night. uh, Some some form of prayer, uh, uh, worship, you know, seeking the Lord. Uh, It won't be all... You know, one one type, but we're going to be doing different things, so we'll give you some heads up on that. So be looking for that in your email and things like that. All right. Okay. Message for today. All right. Long introduction. Um, you know, as I was getting prepped for the upcoming year, m- maybe some of you do this. Um, I think everybody had one. Does anybody else need a message? I mean, a handout. I think everybody got one, oh, except Michael. <laughs> Michael. Oh man. He was busy. All right, so 2023. You know, sometimes when you're in the midst of the, you know, seeking the Lord, you know, going into a new year, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they'll try to ask the Lord for a word, you know, for the year or like a direction, vision. You know, what what are you doing in this year? And, and you know, so sometimes I I, I haven't really, I don't really feel like I have to get a word for each year per se. But I, I did feel going into this year that just two impressions more than words, just a guy, this 2023 was just going to be a year, you know, just generally, it was a good general word, of transformation and growth. Like, um, And, you know, and I, I put in there 23 for 2023. We'll get to that later in the message. I, I got to keep you guys engaged and involved. So if you, you got to stay with me to find out what that really means, which is really interesting and funny. Um, but, you know, as we've been in this kind of se- weird season, because I feel like over the last, you know, two or three years, you know, when you go through a, you know, relational transition, leadership transition, we go through pandemic, you go through uh, the craziness of a political, the craziness that we went through over, you know, in that season, as you go through, you know, just society things like, the you know, the racial tension, you, you go through all these things, and we went through it within... You know, at least this body went through that within a period of two or three, two or three years. That's, a, I mean, it's a lot to go through. And, and so sometimes in those seasons, you feel like you're tr- you're just trying to get momentum. Like sometimes there's really seasons that God sets apart for you to make sure you you stop to see what the Lord is doing. You stop to understand. You've you've stopped to reconcile. You've stopped to do some things that you're not necessarily fully always in motion going because sometimes. As you know, the Lord sets apart seasons for us, you know, like my father passed away in uh, last October. You know, what if I blew through that season, and I didn't grieve, and I just went on through a season that I needed to have some moments of grief, some moments of encouragement, some moments of the body coming around me and encouraging me and building me up? What if I just said, "No, nah, I mean, just blew all that off. Is that healthy? It's not healthy. God actually gives you seasons of some transitional seasons to get you through to get you to a place of health and wholeness, and I feel like that's what kind of the Lord has been doing the last several years. So I feel like coming into this year, I feel like there's some momentum to gain in relationship to transformation and growth, like this to really grow. And I, really, this, the Lord put on my heart two scriptures uh, that we're going to be going into um, that that really just spoke spoke to my heart uh in this season um so anyway because uh, i thought about that scripture you ever remember that scripture in song of solomon you know when you're in a wilderness time or a season of craziness season of hard, like just hardness you know Cause a lot of times in those seasons, like I said earlier, like you, you want to just jump right through it. Like I don't anybody want to stay in a hard season. I mean, anybody love those? No, <laughs> I mean, nobody loves those. So sometimes we try to step over, step out instead of let, allowing God to go through. I feel like the worship—that's what she, Amy was asking us to do. Like press through. The, you got Sometimes what did you say? There was a phrase in there. You said sometimes you got to sing a hallelujah or like I can't remember how you said it, but like, you got a hallelujah your way through things. Like there's no way to just jump over it, to 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 you know have the remote control of your life to click right through it. You know, let's fast forward this part so I don't have to hurt. You know, I don't have to go through all this craziness. And and there's a scripture in Song of Solomon. I'm not going to go to it, but most of you are familiar with it. But it says, "Who is this coming up out of the wilderness? What leaning on her, leaning on her beloved?" Isn't that a beautiful picture of what? True transitional seasons are for is that you actually come out of it leaning into the Lord, and sometimes we go through it kicking and screaming, right? We're like, oh, "God, come get me out!" And the Lord's just like, "Come lean, like just come lean into me. I'm here, Emmanuel. What we declared this morning, I'm here." Like come in and, and adore me. Come in and walk with me. Come in in this season, and and find and find me. So that, that I feel like this is kind of that season. Like we're like there's a moments of dwell, even dwelling place or even maybe your individual life where you're coming up out of the wilderness, and you don't know what it looks like, but you just know that what I'm I'm leaning on you. I'm, I'm leaning into you, Lord. I don't know what this next season. I don't know what 2023 is gonna be. I I have no clue. Like I have no sensing of what 2023 is gonna look like all i know is that god's saying lean on lean on your beloved lean on me your beloved and so that's what the lord was uh, really calling us to so i, w- I want to go through this uh, scripture in first corinthians 3 and we're just going to break it down we're just going to take that whole chapter and just kind of break it down uh, because i felt like i had four kind of steps or or Uh, things to step into for 2023 so that you can get to the result all right Um, many of y'all I mean who like to uh, work out which you know I guess that's one of my 2023 goals is to get back (laughs) into that mode Uh, I love playing volleyball I love playing sports but I do not like working out Um, I just like to play I don't like to hurt (laughs) I don't like my body to hurt Uh, but anyway you know you you, there's this facet of you know you have to kind of work into that you have to work your way uh into those uh, places and i felt like the lord was saying these four things are steps to begin to implement into 2023 to get to this result uh, that we're going to look at in verse 18. Uh, so the first one is just really second corinthians 3 1 through 3 are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need some letters of commendation to you or from you? And look what he, look what Paul says. This is a letter of Paul is speaking to the Corinthians, and look what he declares over you. Sorry, I'm drop them. Over you, you are a what letter? You are a letter written in where our hearts known and read by all men fyi what what is the letter for to be what to be read right so i understand that whatever you do in your life from this day forward you are being read big thing is what are people reading (laughs) right (laughs) what are people reading right right and so that that's just a call to our lives we are a letter written in our heart Known and read by all men, being manifested that you're a letter of Christ. That's, a, that's the desire, that's the goal. Cared for by us, and I love this written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of your human heart. God is writing a letter. So the first thing I felt like in 2023 is just getting to this place am M- I. M- I able to allow the Lord to write upon the letter of my heart because I feel like when you when you go through seasons crazy hard seasons sometimes you just you kind of do this You're like I don't want no I can't take no more writing <laughs> I don't know about any more things that need to be written about me you know so you, you begin to close up our hearts I feel like the Lord is just saying in 2023 begin to open up our heart again to be allow him to be written in. because what he writes he writes with what condemnation shame guilt uh-uh so he writes today January 1st 2023 he begins to write by the spirit of the living God over your heart the letter like he wants he wants to be read in and through you and I felt like the Lord is just saying if I want we're going to look for transformation this is the kind of the 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 title of this part of the message is transformation if I want to see transformation I got to begin with me i got to begin with this heart i got to begin to begin to open up my heart again and say okay spirit of the living god come and write come and begin to manuscript the the amazing things of who you are and who i am in you begin to let it let it be written again and 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 maybe allow the some of the old we'll look at maybe some of the old writings that maybe you wrote in there and aren't of the lord maybe to begin to remove those and allow god to erase those and so this place that you are a tablet you're you're a letter that god writes on just i want you to kind of get that in your spirit for this year you know that you're a letter of christ like and god man i'm just telling you as i look over here man there's some beautiful expressions of the kingdom of god in this place and I want to see this New River Valley reading some amazing things. And, and I feel like he's got some amazing things to be written. Not only has he already written, but he's writing that for this year, 2023, specifically. Like, you know, not, not, not from what he's already written, but he wants to write on your heart. Amen? So are we going to open up to his Holy Spirit um, to, be, to be written upon and read? All right, second... As he goes on down this passage, such confidence we have through Christ towards God. This is one of my theme verses of my whole life because I have to continue to speak this over myself. Right. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves. Right. So you can just we can get over ourselves really quick because it's just there's nothing. There's no adequacy in what Mitch can bring. And, you know, before Christ, when I came to know the Christ at 19, 20 years old, you know, I would look back over my life. You know how much I had to offer to the world? That, nothing, zero. I mean, I had spent 20 years of my life, and I had nothing to give. But when Christ came into my life, I began to realize I had all sorts of stuff to give, but not in me, but in him, through him right? I'm not adequate in myself to consider anything coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. And I love this, who made us adequate as servants. And if you can go, you go back into the Greek, that, that word really is the word, same word that they use for deacon. It's a minister, you know, they also use it for ministers. So it's, you know, sometimes we think of servants in relationship to something less than, Now, he's calling you a minister, right of a new covenant not of the letter of the spirit but the for the letter kills but the spirit gives life and so i just feel like again 2023 is a call that, to this place that we're we're walking in this adequacy of the lord like you're getting you're gaining confidence we already spoke about confidence earlier in the year. you can go catch that little series that i did but i just encourage us our confidence is that's so it's so wrapped up in him like it's so wrapped up in him not anything that i bring to the table even though the cool part is that then what I do bring to the table he just amplifies because it's him it's 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 who he is and you know I love it because I think one of our core values of this church of this body from the very get-go is that you're not just a pew sitter or we don't have pews so you're not just a chair sitter right (laughs) right you're not like we have never you've never been called to just be a chair sitter you are a minister From this verse, you are what? Adequate? Let me read it again. Who made us adequate ministers of a new covenant? Us does not mean the person that's standing up here in front speaking. Us does not mean just a leadership or just a somebody else that you think it is. It is who? Come on now. I got one you out of this. It is what? You. Us. It's us. It's me, right? You you are an adequate minister of the gospel. Well, I love that because we believe as you go out of these doors that you are more you're adequate. You're more adequate than me because you're meeting and in- interacting with people that I'll never meet, I'll never interact with. So that's why you, we all need to be in that place of remembering that we're ministers of the of a new covenant, and that our confident we can have super confidence. Because he's with us, obviously, that we talked about that. It's him. It's him. Look at it as he goes down to the next one. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory, right? Ten Commandments, the, the ministry of the Old Testament. It came with glory. There was glory on it. So that Israel, the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory on his face, fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? I mean, I, I try to, you know, some of those Old Testament, um, uh, Old Testament passages, you just try to, sometimes I just try to get a picture in my mind. I'm like, Moses went up on the mountain. Of course, they thought he got consumed because it was like there was this roaring fire craziness going on on the mountain. And then he comes back down, he has no clue. That's the cool that's a crazy that's the cool part for me, because it's not a, it's not about Moses. He has no clue that his face is shining so intent that they're scared. Like the people are like, oh my gosh, what's <laughs> this <You're> like, <laughs> like they're fearful. But the cool part, let's go let's go on to the next for if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory for indeed what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpassed it for if that which fades was with glory how much more that remains is with glory so i want to encourage you in this this next point that i'm making is is walking in the ministry of the spirit why because it has glory on it like in the same way that i believe that moses came off that mountain is how we should be walking into this world like when we're walking around we don't even recognize it but all of a sudden people are like whoa what's what is going on with you what's what's going on what what what, what's so amazing about you today (laughs) and being able to and what when did how did Moses get that he was what face to face with him and that's what we've been talking about that's why we've had this series of adore him why just to call us back to this place of just putting ourselves before the Lord. There's so much to distract nowadays. I've got to get back to a place where I'm just spending time seeing him and seeing his goodness. We're going to look at the result of that um, here in just a minute. Um, let's see if I have anything. I keep flying through my notes. So. Um, I'll, I'll just speak. This, this was back in Exodus. Uh, when, this is the uh, reference that I've made it came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of testimony were in Moses' hand that Moses, I probably have that Yep. that, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him I love that didn't even know it I mean because sometimes we can come out of it and be all high and mighty and be like man I spent time with the Lord you see me you know? that's not, it's not what he did He's like, I'm just, I'm with the Lord. And man, the result of that is there is glory, his glory on me. And so that's why I feel like the Lord's calling us too uh, in this season. Um, let me see if I had anything else to say about that before we, uh, you yeah, know, I, I thought about this. Um, one of my I loved all my grandparents. It was kind of funny. We had I had three sets of grandparents. My dad's mom and dad uh, got divorced and then got remarried before we were born. So I just grew up with three grandparents. So I thought that was a hundred percent normal. <laughs> normal. I thought everybody had three grandparents. I have no idea when I realized that. Maybe when I was a teenager at some point I came to that conclusion. But I just I, we, I loved all my grandparents. So we just we had a great time. But one of my uh, the ones my dad's mom, they uh, they got. He, he and um, her new husband got saved late, Kind of later in life But before I knew her But she got saved And she got radically saved Like it was one of those Like radical transformations And uh, her name was Grandma Well we called her Grandma Jenkins But man every I, When I think about this passage About Moses I think about her Because every time She came into your presence You knew Jesus was with her <laughs> Like she would love you She would you know Squeeze you. The only time I did not enjoy that, I mean, every time she came into your presence, you were going to be like the Jesus was squeezed into you like you never knew it, right? It's one of those good old grandma hugs, right But the cool part is, I had, I did not, I was not walking with the Lord when I knew her early in my life. But I, it, somehow she so amazed me. Like she carried something that even me as an unsaved, don't really, I mean, I wasn't anti-God. I just didn't have a whole lot of desire for God. Um, And so I wasn't anti-God, but every time she came into my mess, I experienced Jesus. Like when I look back, I'm like, man, now I enjoyed her and her, even though at some points I was like, okay, this is awkward. This is weird. But I, I knew she carried something that I desperately needed and wanted, but I knew I wasn't in the moment I wasn't prepared to look you know, follow after the only time I didn't like that was when I had broken my collarbone and she came and I forgot to not let her hug me, and she squeezed the stew out of me, and I felt like I rebroke my <laughs> collarbone and <laughs> went in my room and cried for quite a few quite a while, <laughs> and my brain did not register in time that this was going to be the most excruciating pain ever. Um, but I love that she just carried something. She carried, and I knew, and like, I can, I can 100% guarantee you why I knew she carried Jesus. Because she spent face-to-face time with him. Like, she was radically, like, just, she loved to be with him. And, that, that's, and that's where I want to get <laughs> I want to be in my own life. It's like, it's such a testimony for me. Like, all right, Mitch, like, that hunger, that tasting, that's, I, w- I want that in my life. All right, last last one for the fourth one, Second um, Corinthians 3.12. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness, I like that, in our speech. We are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over your face, right? Gr- great boldness in your speech, and you're not wearing a veil. I love this. So his face shown, and oh, sorry. So his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. Look at this. But their minds were hardened for until this day at the reading of the Old Testament, the same veil remains unlifted because it's removed in Christ. But to the, this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But I love this last passage. Whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Amen? If you don't know the Lord today... There, you, there, I mean, I, I experienced it. Even though I wanted God, even at 16, 17, 18, and then I came to know the Lord you know, in my college years, my freshman, in between my freshman and sophomore year. Even though I wanted God, I, there was a veil. Like I knew that there, I was not experiencing the Lord. And the cool part is that when I turned to the Lord and called out for, to him, and said, God help me, (laughs) save me, you know, all that moment, I remember I could see so much more clearly. Like all of a sudden the veil was off. I was like, whoa, Why? how have I not? I mean, I'd be, especially that first year, I'd be like, especially when we started going to the Bible study over in Radford, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I know I've heard these passages all my life, but man, these are coming alive, like in a new way. So that veil you know, if you don't know the Lord, that's a great day. Man, it's an easy day to remember, right? January 1st, 2023, I came to know the Lord, right? Today's an amazing day to say, Jesus, you, you, I, I want you to be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead and come and save my life. You know, there, that's, that's an amazing, amazing testimony. So if you don't know the Lord, allow that veil to come off. Um, I love this uh, s- scripture... Um, Let's see, I, have, I think I have them up there. You know, Jesus, sorry, I'll, I'll preface this. One of my favorite parts about Jesus going to the cross is not, it, it is the fact that we, he went to the cross. We have an amazing testimony that he forgave our sins. You know, he washed us clean with the blood of Christ. He, his body was broken and, and beaten For our healing and all those things. So I love all that. But one of my favorite declarations on that same day was that when he did what? When he breathed his last breath, what happened in the temple? The veil was torn. The veil was lifted. What happened at that time? Now they were invited to come into the what? Holy of Holies. Right? The the very presence of God. The veil, like... And so I feel like the Lord was just saying, there's, there's this 2023, is the ask, I'm believing for a lot of veils to come off. Like, obviously, if you don't know the Lord, come to know the Lord. Allow that, the biggest veil of all, you know, the veil between you and the Lord to come down. But I think sometimes we also carry veils in our heart, you know, hurts, things that we've carried around, things that, you know, uh, that we've walked in. You know sins that have tried to creep in. You know strongholds that have tried, You know we, we talk about all those things, but the reality was is that I love that Jesus tore tears down veils. I, I love that one of the very first declaration when he went to you know resurrected, you know or went to the cross and and, and died. The first declaration was, "I'm tearing the veil," like the pre- you and the you and me. Uh-uh, no more. We're here. <laughs> that dividing, uh, the dividing um, veil that was erected in the in the temple that only the whole, the high priest that was the only person that could go in, and that was, <laughs> and you only you did at your at the risk <laughs> of your own life, right? Because, and, and the cool part is about Jesus tore down that veil that you can come before Him. Like he's inviting you to come before him. That is amazing. I love Jesus cried out with a loud voice, yielding up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. I love in this Hebrews passage where it says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. A hope both sure and steadfast and one that enters what? Past the veil. That's the hope that we have. It's an anchor of my soul that I can come to be, to be before the Lord. You know? And the, the last one I thought about was, Brethren, since we have confidence, come on now, right? We have confidence to enter into the what? Holy place. By the blood of Jesus, by a new living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, tearing the veil, that was his flesh. That's what he did on the cross. And so I just encourage you, allow 2023 to be, make sure you allow, again, not only your heart to be written upon, but also maybe some of those areas that you've, maybe you yourself have veiled, maybe some other things in your life have veiled those. I'm believing the Lord's beginning to remove those and remove the veil. So that why? What's, what's a veil? A veil is so that, is, is so that you can hide something behind it, or it can be, there's concealment. Like, that's the whole purpose of a veil is to, you know, to hide. You know, an a, a amazing bride coming down the uh, aisle with a veil. Well, what, what's the whole thing? So that the bridegroom, can, or, yeah, the groom can go, right? And all of a sudden, she's unveiled, right? So there's this facet that I want to see the goodness of God. I want to see the glory of God. I don't want any veils to be on my heart. And so that's that fourth thing. Now, I believe, as the Lord was sharing with me through this whole thing, allowing the Spirit of God to write on your hearts that your confidence is in Him, not yourself, that you're walking in the ministry of the Holy Spirit that we're all called to, not one of us are exempt, and that veils are being removed, then the result is this verse 17 and 18. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Oh, come on. I don't feel like so much. I felt more oomph in that when I was reading it, right? (laughs) <laughs> the Spirit the, the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is? Yeah, come on, right? Freedom. Like where the Spirit of God is, He brings freedom and liberty. That's why He wants to walk with your heart in that. But we all, I love this is, this is the, you know, the scripture for the day, right? But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into that same image from what glory, glory to glory so the cool part is that you are at a level of glory right now if you are a believer if you're not a believer i encourage you step into that glory today the glory of being a son or daughter of the most high god he desires that he's adopted all of us into his but there's a place a decision you have to make But once you step into that, now the rest of your life is a transition and transformation from what? Glory Glory to glory. And I feel like 2023, we're kind of on the precipice of one of those moments. I feel like maybe as a a congregation, maybe you are as an individual. You know, you'll have to kind of, but I'm just going to encourage you. I, I feel like we are as a body. So you're part of the, I feel like you are part of the body. So you're part of that transition. So this transformation is from what? You are already at a level of glory. You are going to a what? Another level of glory. Sometimes we just see ourselves stuck. We see ourselves, man, just, this has been the most horrific year. Or this is the most horrific. What, and I know, and I don't want to belittle any of that. I just want you to begin to recognize it's a level of glory. If you're walking with the Lord, every season is a level of glory. He wants to take you to a glory-to-glory glory season. Right, he does. That's right. That's right. Phil's talking about, you know, this declaration is, what are you seeing when you are looking in the mirror? Right? What am I seeing? That's important. Because what, I, what he's calling us to see is the what? Glory of the Lord. Like, really, when I sit before the Lord and see him as he is, I begin to get transformed from glory to glory into that same image. You're not going to become God. That's not what we're called to be. He's God. We've got that settled, all right? But he is calling us to look like him. He's calling us to, to come into a transformation from glory to glory, image. Like when I see him, I begin to become like him. I, beca- I begin to see his nature and I begin to respond to it. I begin to see who he is. I begin to respond to him. And so this transformation is from the same image from glory to glory, just as the Lord, the Spirit. Um, and so let me make sure. I, so I, I want us to, as we're going into 2023, really just really have that mindset really have that heart set that this is a year that i can see god empower me and in glory to glory transformation again uh that's going to be different for each of us individually uh my heart for us as a a corporate body is that we're we're going to talk about here in a second but we're growing like, I'm growing in the season. Like, there's a facet that I'm, there's not stagnancy. There's actually a growing, like there's something coming alive. Like, growth in that springtime season, I love it, because you start seeing things come alive. Right, John? In your, in your uh, good garden, you're seeing things grow up, right? He loves to see those, those amazing fruits and, and vegetables growing into his garden. Um, so, I just call that, and i call it, it's back to that phrase, in verse 18, super important. First three letters, first three words. What are they? But we all. Does I, I was trying to Greek all means what? <laughs> Does that include you or not include you? It includes you. So I just want to make sure. Like we're all in this. Like, but we all with unveiled face. So that's why we talked about the first four things, because God's beginning this unveiling, this beginning, this transformation, continue this transformation in our lives, individual lives. And the cool part is that when you allow God to do it individually, you have an impact corporately. And I'm going to show you that this is the second part of the message is really growth. And this Ephesians passage, and I really want you to catch this because it's so critical, especially if you're online listening or you listen to this later. I just, there's some criticalness in this. Um, and, and maybe you're still thinking about what in the world, why did you say 23 for 2023? So, you know, but going back to this place of all of us, right? And I'm going to bring that in. I felt like the Lord said it's going to take all of us to fully move from glory to glory in, in this new year. All of us. So I want to put not a performance on you or a pressure like that on you. I'm just saying, know that you're called to this invitation that the Lord is making. I don't even think it's me. I feel like the Lord's making this invitation to the body of Christ. Come and walk and grow. Um, it's kind of interesting. A couple of Wednesdays, uh, I'll tell you how I got to the 23. Um, a couple of Wednesdays ago, we were praying. Uh, at, we just come together, a few of us come together on Wednesdays at, at 12, you can get online if you can't make it in person, you're, we pray for an hour, 12 to 1, but you know, we were just, we got into this mo- moment of praying for 2023, and so I had I had nothing in my spirit about 2023, or I didn't, I wasn't thinking anything, I wasn't drinking anything, as I'll show you here in a second, I, I just, we were just praying in 2023, and, and I felt like all of a sudden the Lord reminded me about um, just one of my other favorite drinks, other than sweet tea, would be what? Dr. Pepper, and all of a sudden he just reminded me on the side of those cans. If you ever remember, anybody remember the number on the side of the can? Twenty-three. And he and I was like, I, again, it was out of the blue. I had like I was not thinking about Dr. Pepper. I was not desiring a Dr. Pepper. I just was like, yeah, hey, I forgot twenty, yeah, twenty-three. He just reminded me of it, and he said. He said, "Mitch, I want you to go look that." He's like, "I want you to look it up." I just felt impressed. Go look up the ingredients, or the flavor—I guess—ingredients, flavors of Dr. Pepper. All right, so I did. All right, so I. Um, let me go. Let me, uh, let me. I'll go to this first, and then I'll come back to that. All right. Think about this. What are the f- 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper? Right. These are 23 flavors: cola, cherry, liquorice, amaretto, almond, vanilla, blackberry, apricot, caramel, 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 caramel. Uh, caramel. 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 Is it really, have I've been saying that all my bad all my life. Caramel. Caramel. That's a country. That's a country way of saying caramel. Big Stone? Yeah, I knew it. I got that in Big Stone. Caramel. Um, pepper. Anise. I think I have no. Idea. Anise. All right. Thank. We got all these cooks in the house, jeez. <laughs> Sarsaparilla, did I say that right? Yeah. Ginger, molasses, lemon, plum, orange, nutmeg, cardamom, cardamom allspice, oh. Coriander, oh. coriander, juniper, birch, and my favorite, prickly ash. <laughs> okay. All right, so I, just keep that on hold. I'm gonna go back to this, uh, I wanna go back to the scripture. Let's read the scripture, if I can find it. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual, causes the growth of the body for the building up of self in love. Okay, a couple of things that I'm not going to go through. First thing is speaking the truth in love. That's a good, that's just a good, good declaration you need, we all need to hear, right? Anybody ever tried to do the spousal thing and where you speak truth and not in love? Does that work? Anybody got that? Anybody got that one to work yet? Oh, you got that one to work? No. <laughs> I just need a testimony of so But I've just never seen it work. I've spoken a lot of truth, not in love, doesn't work. Right? So that's just a good one. That's just a that's a commercial, right? Speak the truth in love, but he he makes this crazy call to our lives: grow up, right? I felt like that's the way he said it to me: <laughs> grow up, like it was an invitation. Like, you got this, grow up, right? Grow up into all aspects, and I love that. Grow up in a few aspects of your life, uh, a couple things that you want to keep. To yourself, you can hold on to, but everything else you're supposed to grow up into him. What is that word there? Oh. All. All means in the Greek. Oh. <laughs> so you, we don't have an excuse to say, oh, well, that's just me. Right? Or that's just the way I am. Or, you know, whatever you feel like sometimes you get to in your moment. The Lord wants to what? Transform every aspect of your life. Even those hard ones that maybe you feel like you've given up on, you're like, I don't, I just, I had to give up on that one. I'm just gonna keep, keep on, keeping on. And that, no, the Lord wants to keep transforming us in that. All right, that was the second commercial. I want to focus on from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies. Every joint supplies. That's ligament, right? Uh, one of the craziest realities of my life. And by y'all mostly know that um I like to play volleyball. I love to play volleyball. Not like I love to play volleyball. Uh probably uh 16 or 15 years ago, 14 somewhere in there, I had a work accident. I tore my ACL. Will not describe how that happened. It was not fun. Uh but I tore my ACL, right? Had a that's a ligament in your what? Knee goes from, goes across your knee, keeps your knee from going what? Backwards and forth, which is not designed to do, your knee's designed to go this way, it's not designed to go that way, so uh, unfortunately mine, t- I tore mine, so um, it went the wrong way, the wrong way. <laughs> right, so, <laughs> and I realized now, again, sometimes people can say you can survive without an ACL, you, you can, you can kind of build up all that stuff. But I remember if you, if you were here early, in the early days, there was a big opening that went downstairs. And we were, this room up here used to be kind of our youth room. And I was bringing a ping pong table I, at, right after I had, before I had surgery, right after I had the accident. I don't know why I was doing this, but I felt good at the moment. I felt really good. And I was going to have the surgery potentially in like the next month or so. And I was bringing a ping pong table up with somebody, I can't remember who I was doing with, and I was pulling it sideways, and guess what? Remember that ACL? ACL is to keep the knee from going what? And I was pulling sideways, and guess what? My knee fell off of my (laughs) leg, I felt like. All right, so for me, the ACL was vital. It's important. Like, I could not... I, I could not survive and live without it. So I needed that ACL to be fixed, right? After that, it was essential. But that's what he, he he's coming back and he's reminding us, for me to play volleyball, for me to do what I want to do in life, can I do it without that one ligament? Can I play volleyball without that ligament? Uh, not like I want to. I probably could, but I would probably hurt myself off and on, and I would probably... You know, not get to do it very enjoyably, but because now the ACL is fixed, I can go what, jump all over the place and and enjoy the life that God gave me to do that. I want to think about that in the spiritual realm. Think about that in relationship to you, and I want to go back to the Dr. Pepper. Well, here's another illustration, real quick illustration. Do I have any puzzle people with me? Really, that's all. Is that really all we have? All right, so. Sprague, I thought you were a puzzle person. You're not? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Look at this. This is amazing. Leah got this puzzle for us over the year. Is is y'all see it? this is an amazing piece, right? It's the Saint Nativity scene, right? It's an amazing puzzle, right? Except. Oh. Oh. All right. There are a thousand pieces to this puzzle. But because that one piece is missing, I have to find it. And I know it's in my house. And I know it's in one of those couches. It is somewhere hidden. It's somewhere. It's driving me crazy. Okay? But I feel like that's what the Lord says in the Spirit about you. Come on. You're that critical. Like you might you might think okay i'm one person in a hundred and some people or 200 people is it is that important no is it important Yes. it is to me because i can't take that right there <laughs> i can't even look at it it's, it's driving me crazy right it's so funny kristen kirsten early on she's like I have looked for this one piece the whole, almost oh, for like t- two hours trying to figure out what piece it was. This isn't, piece is not here. She's like, she didn't even want to finish the puzzle. Like, that's what happens. You don't even want to finish the puzzle because you know what? It's going to be incomplete. Without that, what? One piece. one piece. 1,000 pieces. 999 we had. The one piece is super important. Why? Because you are a completion of the picture. I encourage you to do that on a Sunday morning. Like, when you come on Sunday, I hope you don't come just like, ah, if, I, if I include my piece, it's okay. If I don't include my piece, it's not. Why? Because I think every Sunday he paints a picture. And you have a piece of that. Maybe it's an encouragement to somebody that came in the door. Maybe it's praying for somebody in the service. Maybe it, you know, that, it doesn't really matter. You're just a piece. We're all a piece in that. We don't all have to be up here sharing, but there's a facet that we're all pieces. And we make the puzzle look what? complete because we are a a part of the body of Christ all right now you're going what what in the heck does Dr. Pepper have to do with all of this right all right I love prickly ash right that one is my favorite I had to look that one up actually because I had no idea Uh, prickly ash is a light peppery 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 flavor that leaves a lingering but gentle prickly sensation on the tongue (laughs) You didn't know I became a chef overnight, did you? Um, it's rich and complex aroma has lingering flavors of clementine and lime. Man, I feel, I feel super important. I have no idea why, that <laughs> I know what prickly ash is, right? Um, fun fact, a couple fun facts. I always love fun facts. Did you know this had origins right here in Christianburg, Virginia? Mm. Let me read, the original Dr. Charles T. Pepper opened Dr. Pepper's drugstore in Royal Retreat, Virginia, in the late 1800s. A young man from Christiansburg named Wade Morrison worked at that drugstore and eventually left Royal Retreat for Waco, Texas. There he and his partner opened a drugstore of their own, began selling a new drink Texans could not get enough of. They called it the Waco, but it was Dr. Pepper was invented by one of the pharmacists. That doesn't really make me feel very great. Uh, (laughs) Hoping all those ingredients were legit, but uh, it was invented by one of the pharmacists named Charles Alderton. While working at Wade Morrison's, Christiansburg, old corner drugstore, Alderton noticed how patrons loved the sweet smell of soda fountain and decided to create a drink that tasted like the familiar smell. They later named the drink Dr. Pepper after Morrison's Old Boston, Virginia. And then in 1936, they opened Virginia's first Dr. Pepper bottling plant in Roanoke. Right, you've gone through Roanoke and seen the big old Dr. Pepper sign, has 10-2, 10-2-4? 10-2-4, they tried this nice little campaign that said, at 10 o'clock, two o'clock and four o'clock are your lowest energy level (laughs) moments. So you need a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) 10-2-4, 10 <laughs> that is a fun fact, uh, t- so anyway, another, <laughs> okay, yes, it's not good for us, thank you, all right, all right, super, super fun fact, real quick, Roanoke, Roanokers consumed more Dr. Pepper per capita than any other place on earth from 1957 and 1959, and they became the designation Dr. Pepper capital of the world in 1957, you did not know this area had such rich heritage. <laughs> rich heritage. All right, back to Prickly Ash. Back to my original story. Um, I just want you to think, if I offered you a drink of Prickly Ash, do you want it? Probably not. So a few of, few of the youth are like, yeah, well, I'll try it, I'll try it. I can guarantee you a straight shot of probably prickly ash is not super great. Not super great. But a shot of Dr. Pepper without prickly ash is what? It's not Dr. Pepper. It's not Dr. Pepper. All 23 ingredients are super important cuz I don't and you know it's you know another fun fact they tried to they started trying to especially with Coke but Dr. Pepper did it too. They started trying to put Regular cane sugar in these things instead of the probably the bad stuff that they put in them. It just changes the taste. As soon as you change the taste, nobody wants it because the original is the, is the reality of what they want. And so you think about that in relation to the body of Christ. Growth that God wants to do in the body of Christ. Remember, going back to Ephesians real quick. Oh, I forgot to show you my funny... Picture, look at that. You did. We started the trend of all those little wear all the same thing. Back, this is my family going to the beach back in. I have no idea. How old am I, How old am I? Am right there. I am the uh, the 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 one on the left. So Brandon Brandon, who had hair back then, uh, is the right. He's not here today. He's probably listening. Sorry, Brandon. You're up there with her, and then Mike, my older brother, my dad, my mom. But I'm a pepper. I, that's, they started me back way back then. They they started my. That why like the match? That's why I don't like the match. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this picture, but not not with my family. Uh, so, uh, anyway, all right. Back to this scripture, so we can end. Think about this. Um, just this fact that. Without the prickly ash, without the birch, without the, what was that other one? Ash. Three things I would never, ever put in any other, <laughs> I would ever think about putting in my other drinks or places of, of of things that I consume. Man, I don't know, it tastes super good in this thing. And the reality is, is that I just want you to think about that. Even if you think you're the prickly ash of life, you are extremely important to the whole. The whole right? Sometimes we can feel like, Man, I'm just the prickly ash. Nobody likes me. Nobody likes to be around me. I'm this, I'm that. But it's super important to the whole. It doesn't. You don't, the body of Christ doesn't taste the same without you. The body isn't the same without you. It says, according to the proper working of each... Each means what? Each means every each, each individual part. Right? I want to speak something real quick. Hey, Kylie, I felt like the Lord spoke something. It was really cool. I came in this morning. I wasn't thinking anything. I'm not a prophetic person on the norm. I feel like some guy. But man, I went into the when I, as I was going through the back area getting ready, Jack and. Kylie were sitting there and I felt like it was one of these moments where you, I felt like Kylie aged like three or four years since I last saw her what a couple weeks ago and I just felt like in the spirit the Lord just want to say he's like this is a year of, of growth and goodness over you and like especially with your voice you maybe you don't think your voice is super important or, or you're not loud or anything like that but the 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 still small sweetness of your voice is going to be powerful this year so i just want to speak that over you meant to speak it a little while ago with the but thinking about this each individual part that like that's you're important to this body and so i want to speak that over you anyway that was just kind of one of those spiritual spirit moments that you i'm like whoa i just felt like she grew or like she matured like right before my eyes it was just an interesting moment anyway going back to this I want you to really believe that this year there's a, a, a place in the body, like the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. If you think about it as a bride that Jesus is coming back for, like you're super important to the body, to the bride. And, and I felt like the Lord just wants to keep reminding you of that just as much as he reminded, reminds, reminds me every time I get out on the court to play volleyball of how super important that one little ligament is to my ability to, to walk, my ability to do things. It's super important. Can you play some? So uh, kind of as we close up, I don't know if you guys have anything that you might wanna say. I, I really just wanna, I'm gonna just read this off. You know, As we go into 2023, I'm believing for transformation and growth. The transformation is a beholding reality Moses was abundantly transformed in that place of getting face to face with God and people took notice of that transformation and I think that's why we've been doing this whole season of adore him to get before him here I am Lord those moments the Hanane moments Uh, the growth comes as we position ourselves to let the Lord work let the Lord work in our lives to begin to believe That even if I am the prickly ash, that I am super, super important to the fullness of what the body is. Who the body is. And I don't see any prickly ash in here, per se. I'm just saying, maybe you feel that way. Um, And I just want to encourage you this morning that God's calling you. Calling you into that. Because I had this kind of crazy thought, because I was thinking in my life that I'm getting to this middle of the road thing, I had this weird thought like, what would, if I looked 25 years ago, what would I want going into 2023? What would I want my 25 year old self to tell me <laughs> of what's going forward? But then I had this other weird thought, what if I was 75 years old and I was looking backwards? What would I want that 75 year old Want, what I would want to speak into 2023. Because I feel like we have to get perspective outside of ourselves sometimes. So hard. You might be calling yourself pricky, like, prickly ash, and you're, you're the amaretto. Right? All along, you think, man, I'm just some prickly ash. And you're, like, you're the main seasoning amaretto and all those good, good, really tasty. I don't know what prickly ash tastes like. It probably tastes pretty good. But I'm just saying. There's just this reality that God wants to speak into that. And, and I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, these last few scriptures that I had, you know, this is, this is going to be a year from faith to faith. You know, you think about that scripture. Eh, they're not working anymore. Before, I'll read it, Romans 117. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. But the righteous man shall live by faith. Or John 1.16, for of his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. And you think about what we just read in 2 Corinthians. Glory to glory. And I just felt like this season is one of those faith to faith, grace to grace, glory to glory transition moments. But I've got to step into it with some of those realities. Asking the Lord to, to go, going back to that first dec- those first declarations believing, allowing the the Spirit of God to write on your hearts, allowing your confidence to be in Him, walking in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, allowing the veils to be removed, believing that you're an important part of the body of Christ, that that you step into 2023 without victim or without, uh, uh, man, I'm just looking backwards all the time, but 2023 is new. Amen? Amen?